0: We are outdoor ladies who hunt, shoot, and fish, all while working in conservation and chasing kids. I'm Julia Plugi with the Nebraska Game and Parks Commission.
1: And I'm Michaela Ray with the National Wild Turkey Federation. Follow us on our outdoor adventures. Hey everyone. Well, Julia and I are here to report on our successful, two successful deer harvest during rifle season, which just ended a week ago. Yeah. that it It's been, it's been a
0: while. We, we've been away from the podcast because we've been out yeah. in the field and with the holidays. Always. So, but we, we, we're really excited to share our stories.
1: Yeah. So Julia and I have two, pretty different stories, actually. And so we want to take some time today to tell you guys about our harvest. I'm sure a lot of you can relate to both of our stories, um, but I'll let Julia go first.
0: Sure. So, you know, I was able to get out in the field uh, fairly early in the I guess in the rifle season, my husband went out, shot hit, shot a buck on opening morning, and then I said, "Well, you're done. It's my turn." <laughs> um, so went out, headed out to the pasture myself on that Saturday evening. Didn't see anything, but you know it was great because it was warm. I'm um, a I sat in a blind, a turkey blind, or what I use also uses a turkey blind because I'm afraid of heights. So I don't want to be up in a tree. I'm comfortable out hiding in the blind. Um, Didn't see anything other than about 30 turkeys mocking me. (laughs) They literally like, I could have stuck my hand outside of the blind and and grabbed their neck if I wanted to. Um, But, you know, didn't see anything that night. So went out the next morning. Um, my son, he, he went with me, which, you know, is fine. It's exciting for him. That's probably the only time I can ever get him out of bed at five (laughs) o'clock in the morning and not like literally drag him out. He was so excited. Um, had the orange on, we, we snuck into the blind that morning. Um, and the sun started coming up. It was warm, but, we were dinking around, looking down kind of half asleep because it wasn't quite legal shooting time yet. And I look out of the blind and there's this buck, good sized buck, huge rack staring right inside. <laughs> the blind. <laughs> and right there, you know, you get that buck fever like, <gasps> and you're not just quite with it yet. And I elbowed Kyler and he looks like, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him. I'm like, well, you know, and so this led into um, a good learning experience for Kyler. Um, I, It technically was not quite legal shooting time yet when this buck was staring us down. And and I would have had to, you know, shoot him right in the front. And, you know, that's not the best where you want to, you don't want to, A, ruin meat. B, you're not, so you'd have to have a better shot at trying to hit that lung and heart area. And it just wasn't that long a period in time that he stood there. I'm um, so he moseyed, Let him go on. He could. He sensed. He knew we were there. He something knew something. Was but, up. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Um, the wind was the opposite direction. So he, you know, he probably could smell a little bit, but it wasn't. We weren't blowing right into him. Um, he he hit on that side profile, but again, it just like I, you know, I I practice. I put some crosshairs on him, but again, it just wasn't like light enough. It may have been that 30 minute time frame. I wasn't, I wasn't sure at the point, had I looked down at my clock or my watch to check at that point, I probably would have lost them anyways. And again, you just got to take that. I got to take a deep breath. I'm one of those that aims. I got to take and make mm-hmm. sure I have that perfect aim. And by that point, Kyler's in my ear whispering, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him. <laughs> And and so by the point, I would have been comfortable, and he did. He got downwind, scented us, and, and went on uh, pretty quick. And so, you know, I was, you know, Kyler just thought I was the worst person in the world, <laughs> and he never wanted to go hunting with me again because I didn't shoot this buck. Well, you know, I tried to make it a learning experience for him that he never stopped really long enough to, for me to aim. I could have uh, missed that vital organ area. I could have blown out a shoulder and ruined some meat. Um, and it was early, you know, yeah. that sun was just coming up and it was the, the movement was just starting. And so he was angry with me. I'm Snapchatting <laughs> all of my coworkers. Like I didn't hit this big buck and I'm getting re-encouraged by them. It'll be, it'll be right. It'll be right. And so I pulled out the dough urine smell. <laughs> that's don't spray it inside the blind friends don't spray inside the blind it <laughs> does stink and so I I started spraying it down when I'm like well, you know maybe you'll smell it and you'll yeah, come it back is. it'll come back and I'm um, so the time went on was sure wasn't quite out there very long I'm still getting this like pity party from Kyler because <laughs> I didn't shoot this big buck and um soon not you know not very long maybe 20 minutes. When it was legal shooting time, here comes Elliot. And I am, um, and so Elliot, you know, if you've seen the movie Open Season, you know who Elliot is. And if you don't, I encourage you to Google Elliot because <laughs> Elliot, it was a little smaller buck and there he just chomps across. And I think he knows he's like, I think he knows he's safe. He's just like, yeah. I'm Elliot, I'm, I'm safe with this one one spike. and Actually, he was a good size, but Elliot apparently had gotten in a fight at some point in time and now is roaming the world with just one (laughs) of his antlers. For a little while
1: longer. Yep.
0: Yep. And then, so next year, he'll be there next year. Um, again, then about, you know, it wasn't a very long ago and here comes another buck following the same path as the good size one. So they definitely have a pattern that, um, followed and he gave me a little extra time to shoot at him. And I, I shot, I shot a big hole through the canvas of the blind. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a bowel scar. And honestly, I, you know, I'd been a while since I'd been out in the field, so, um, in the past, I, you know, if I'm at a distance, I can tell when somebody shoots something and hits, there's just a different sound to it. And I thought I missed. And so we sat there a little bit longer. I didn't think I even hit him at all the way he went running off. Um, so Kyler's like, you know, we gotta go. We gotta go. Let's go look and see if you, he honestly, said think he wanted to go see if we'd find that big buck <laughs> roaming around for me to shoot. him. like, um, Oh, uh, who's the who's the guy off of Elmer Fudd? I think he wanted me <laughs> go shooting like Elmer Fudd. Let's go find him. Let's go find him. And so I, you know, we started going up the hill, walking out of the blind. And all of a sudden, I look down and I see some blood, and it was definitely fresh blood. And so that was the true sign there that I had hit that. I did hit that buck, did shot shoot him, and. We traced the blood; it was wet, and I kind of made it a learning experience for Kyler to follow the blood, and there he was, not very far. You know, I did hit him, and he must have just jumped up enough where I didn't think I did, mm-hmm. and he, there he was down in the down in the trees. And so, woohoo! woo-hoo that was the story. <laughs> um, I did call my husband and, you know, it had been a while since I'd shot one or in the past when I did get my harvested deer that I did not gut it myself. I just had someone do it for me. And, and so he came and he just guided me. And, um, you know, I got into myself. I cleaned him right out there in the field. I had all four kids watching. <laughs> uh, the boys were like, ew, gross. And my daughter's like, Oh, that's, you know, she didn't, it didn't face her any. And so, um, I guess that's my story, and the, it it goes on yeah. from there for processing. So yeah, till next year. Yeah, till next year. I do have a um, since I have a landowners, I do have a chance to go out there for the for a dough yet. But
1: oh, are you gonna go muzzle loader hunting? Uh,
0: we try. We could try. Yeah, it's given the holiday season, and we'll get into that with kids. I was able to take Kyler with me and worked out through the weekend. But when I had daycare for the other three, or my husband stayed home. Um, but muzzleloader into the holidays is a little bit more challenging. Yeah, we'll agree. see. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, speaking of daycare, that's a good lead into my story. True. Um, So my nine-day rifle season, I used all of those nine days this year. Um, I actually didn't make it out on opening morning. My husband had been traveling for work that week leading up to rifle season, and his flights got delayed, and I. I'm not scared of heights, but I would prefer to sit out of a blind, I guess, for comfortab- comfortability, is that how you say that Yeah, word?
0: we'll make it that word.
1: Reasons. Um, And so he got home late, much later than expected, and so I didn't get to go out opening morning, and I was pretty bummed. Um, but I did go out opening night with my husband then, and we saw two does, like, in the far, far distance on another field, like, nothing that we would have been able to shoot. Um, so that was the first night. I went out again the second Sunday um, in the evening. Uh, you'll learn throughout my story. I'm an evening hunter primarily because of daycare. Yeah. Um, My husband went on Sunday morning and someone has to stay home with the kiddos. So that was me. So then Sunday night we had a neighbor come over and watch Riker. And uh, my husband and I both went hunting, but in separate places, I ended up seeing seven does throughout that night. Um, but I just felt like it was too early. I really wanted to try to think about taking a buck this year. Um, but like you, I put the scope on them. I was practicing, um, you know, and I had a ton of good shots that evening. And in hindsight, I'm kind of kicking myself for not taking a doe that night, but that's all right. Yep. you yep, have Next year. Um, So I came to work on Monday. Everybody was talking about their stories from the weekend. I was like, so jealous. I'm like, all right, I'm not waiting until the next weekend because typically that's what I would have done is waited until the following Saturday, went out on Saturday and Sunday. I ended up leaving at lunch on Monday and I went and sat in the blind again. And if I recall, it was windy as all get out that day. All my days kind of run together, but um, sunset, was it like 5.30, around like that 5.30 to 5.40 time period at that point. Um, And my husband was traveling again for work. He travels a lot. And so I'm home alone with my kiddo a lot. And so I had to be back for daycare. So I sat in the blind until about a little after five. And then I have about a 20 minute drive home. So I had to get back into town to get my kiddo from daycare. So a lot of my weeknight hunts got cut short because of daycare. So I was there, you know, if
0: you would have to find It definitely keeps you back sometimes and you get to that point where daycare is no longer either find something that works for you or they're in school, or you start taking them with you. Yeah.
1: Unfortunately, two is a little too low of you taking him with you. Oh, he, yeah. He is a chatterbox, <laughs> so that doesn't work so well. So I can't remember exactly how many days I went during the week when I checked my deer in because I did harvest one. They asked, you know, how many days did you go hunting? And I was like, Ugh. I kind of had to think about it because all, <laughs> all those nine days run together. Um, So I sat a couple more times, didn't get anything, went out on Saturday, did not see a thing the second Saturday, went out again that Sunday evening by myself, had the kiddo, didn't have a babysitter, so my husband stayed with him because I really wanted to get a deer this year. I was sitting in the blind, um, I didn't see anything for the longest time, and all of a sudden these two does just come sprinting by the blind, and so I thought, all right, well the way they're running, you know, maybe a buck is going to follow them, so I resituated myself in the blind. I turned because that's the direction the buck would have been coming from. I was ready and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and nothing. So <laughs> and I was the like, sun goes down. Yeah. It was getting dark. Um, it was like 5.15 and all of a sudden I look over to like the other corner of the blind and I saw a doe and it was just eating and it was standing there. Nice you know, broadside for me. I like was nervous and shaking. I like resituated myself again. I was moving a lot and the deer looked up at me a couple times, but apparently I wasn't, apparently I didn't scare it that much. Yeah. I resituated, I started shaking, you know, even <laughs> I thought it was like buck fever, but I really yeah. think it should just be called like Deer fever. Yeah, deer fever. I like that better. (laughs) I like that better. Uh, I was shaking. I was nervous. I had adjusted. I looked through the scope a couple different times because I didn't want to take a small buck. I was adamant that, you know, it was a doe or something bigger than a three by three. And I looked several times took a shot. I dropped the deer like that. And I was so excited. I texted my husband right away, deer down, deer (laughs) down. I think I Snapchatted my coworkers, but it didn't (laughs) go through because I don't have any reception. So I don't even know why I tried. And then about as soon as I had hit send to the text message, the deer got up Mm. and I was like, Oh my God. I started, <laughs> I was freaking out. I was texting my husband again. Like texting was doing me a lot of good. He got up. I don't know what to do. It turned away. I was freaking out. And all of a sudden I hear my husband come screaming down the road in his pickup and he pulls up and he's like, all right, we got to go, you know, we got to go look for it. I mean, clearly you shot it. So we need to go look for yep, it. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So we go, we walk down and I shot it like right on the edge of a, I guess I'll call it a did a not really a ditch, a ravine. I don't know. It's a, it's a hill that leads into the edge of our property. Oh, sure. And we looked down there and there it was. <laughs> and he's like, you're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to Drag it end up. this. And so we ended it and uh, we drug it back up and it was a small buck. It was, technically it was probably a two by two, but you know, visually it was probably only a one one. Yeah, that's all right. So, Justin Elliott. uh, That's all right. (laughs) So, we drug him up, took our pictures, took him home, got him processed. It was dark at this point. Um, I literally shot him with, like, nine minutes left in season. Uh so processing was difficult because it was dark. Um I've never processed a deer in the dark by myself or well I've never processed a deer by myself, so I've never processed a deer in the dark with my husband. It's for gutting, yep. yeah. 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 In the morning. Mm-hmm. Um and so that was a challenge between the pickup lights and the tractor lights and you know, <laughs> trying to make it so we could see it and checked them in and
0: that was cool. the end. Cool. Yeah, it was both um it was a learning experience in so many different ways for us whether it um, the learning experience and the ability to get out in the field and how can you make it work and when does it work for you as is a, a mom and a family um you know you figure out and you you'll get to this point yourself Michaela is uh, how do you make it comfortable and a learning experience for youth when they go out for you you know Kyler's not old enough to go hunting himself but um, you know, kind of, he kind of had me down and about that. I didn't shoot this bigger buck myself. Yeah. But and, and I was reminded by coworkers that it was more of a learning experience for him that you taught. I taught him that, you know, I wasn't comfortable with it not being light enough. Um, I could have took that risk, shot a bigger buck, but legally yeah. it would not been the right thing to do. And so I'm teaching him those skills. Yep. We learn trailing skills, um, you know, and we had the turkeys. We also, the turkeys went by that morning as well. And so it was another uh, learning experience from him where he kept telling me, shoot the turkeys, shoot the turkeys. Well, A, I only had my rifle. B, I didn't have a turkey permit. So again, you know, i like, Kyler, I don't have a turkey permit. That's not the legal thing to do um and then they were pretty bunched up and so and that's something we can get into another time is fall turkey season and now after that day we got him he ran home we got him a turkey permit and since then we've taken him out turkey hunting and the turkeys haven't went by the blind (laughs) but it's like they sent something but either way you know and you Michaela shot your first deer and that's a proud proud moment whether it's um a small Elliot, it, it doesn't yeah. matter. And that's that was the learning experience for us.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. And it took, you know, to be honest, when I shot my deer this fall, I was disappointed at first. It's not quite how I wanted my season to go in terms of, like, I guess we'll just say size. Yeah. Um, and I was pretty down about it and in the dumps. Um, but you're right. It's all about personal success, growing every year, and, you know, what does success mean to you? Right. And for some of us, success might mean – sitting out in the field and just getting outdoors and for others, it's harvesting that monster buck and it it's okay to have different measures of success.
0: Exactly you know, another success for me was, it was just quiet sitting out there. <laughs> I left a, let's say my house is the size of my, my turkey blind as well with four kids. Mm-hmm. And you go out there and it's just peaceful and quiet. And yeah. the crows were about as irritating as the kids screaming, but otherwise it was peaceful yeah. and yeah. you could hear the turkeys. Honestly, you could hear the turkeys coming out of the roost. And that was pretty cool. Um, that was a success in itself where you could just sit out there and uh, have a little peace and rejuvenate yourself um, yeah
1: yeah I will agree at fall turkey I was sitting in my turkey spot I deer hunt in my turkey spot and of course I have not seen any turkeys in my turkey <laughs> spot in the spring but everyone says they're there and man they were going. I didn't actually see them but they were going nuts one night when I was sitting down yeah. there and I'm like come on turkeys I know you're here you have to make face in yeah, the spring.
0: Something <laughs> Come something back happens.
1: in like, <laughs> what, four months, five months
0: now? <laughs> they'll be there. They'll be there. I know. that we'll be itching until spring turkey season, knowing that all those turkeys are there. But, mm-hmm. you know, fall the fall turkey season doesn't end until I think the end of January. Yeah, so. yeah.
1: And we've got a couple other winter hunts planned. We'll be able to talk about throughout the next couple months. Um, I went on my first waterfowl hunt recently. We can talk about that. We've got a squirrel hunt coming up. We do. We do. We have six
0: ladies or eight ladies registered for that.
1: Yeah. So lots of winter hunting left. Mm -hmm, Rifle mm -hmm. season isn't the end all be all. No,
0: and we hope weather Mother Nature will hold off just a little bit and to make it a little bit more comfortable. But it is what it is. So I. Hey, we're excited to share, and please do share your experiences with us. Um, under once we get this posted on Facebook, share your experiences with us and
1: yeah, share your pictures of your fall harvest. I love pictures.